The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I'm looking forward to today's conversation because so many people right now are tight and in their bodies and are not breathing. And when we're talking about breathing, I'm not just talking about taking in the air and breathing it back out. I'm not even talking about getting it to the lungs or to the gut. I want to talk about breathing from your whole body. This is a concept that's going to allow you to fully enliven yourself and also start to understand what true meditation can be. So many people have a misconception about stillness and they believe that that's something that is very constricted and very tight and you're not allowed to move. But my guest today is going to introduce to you the Buddha's instruction on integrating mind, body, and breath and what the true definition of stillness really means in addition to what breathing through the whole body not only means but can do for you. My guest today is Will Johnson, and he's the founder and director of the Institute for Embodiment Training, which combines Western somatic psychotherapy with Eastern meditation practices. He's the author of several books, including The Posture of Meditation and the award-winning The Spiritual Practices of Rumi. We're going to be talking today about his book, Breathing Through the Whole Body, The Buddha's Instructions on Integrating Mind, Body, and Breath. And before we bring Will on the line, I want to read to you a poem from the Satipana Sutta, which is right at the beginning of the book. Go to a quiet place in the wilderness, the forest, or even in a room in an empty building, sitting down in a posture of meditation, keeping the spine upright and erect. Begin by observing the breath in the front of the body. Remain aware as you breathe in. Remain aware as you breathe out. Notice if the breath is long or short. As you breathe in, breathe in through the whole body. As you breathe out, breathe out through the whole body. Feel how the breath calms and heals the body, like a skilled potter watching clay turn on a wheel. Notice how each inhalation turns into an exhalation, only to turn back again into an inhalation, over and over and over again. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Will Johnson to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Will. Hi, Simran. Nice to talk to you. It's great to have you with me today because I do think that right now more than ever, people need to learn how to breathe. And not only that, they are are desiring to understand what getting still is, to understand what connecting through meditation really means. So before we get fully into everything, kind of give a, a brief overview as to what meditation has been to you and kind of what your experience of this whole journey has been. 
Yeah, well, it, it has been an interesting journey. Like, you know, most people, uh, I, you know, began, you know, I came to Buddhist meditation, oh, quite a long time ago now, probably about 40 years ago now. And with most of, you know, most everybody who enters into, say, uh, a practice of Buddhist meditation or any kind of sitting meditation practice, you really do start with the very basics, you know, which is appropriate to do in the beginning of any kind of journey. And, you know, what's fascinating about the, uh, you know, the poems uh, from the Satipatthana Sutta that you just read, it begins with, the instructions, yes, you know, go to a quiet place, sit down with the body, uh, the spine upright and erect. That has always been very, very important and a key, uh, you know, to my journey. But the, the instructions on breath uh, begin, interestingly, by saying, locate and observe the breath at the front of the body. Uh, you know, what gets very interesting about that is that breath is such an unconscious process that we really aren't aware of it. It comes and goes on its own. So, you know, most of us would say, well, there's no need to really be aware of the breath. We're not only not aware of it, we probably don't even know where it exists. So the Buddha suggests that we begin where it's easiest to locate and observe the breath, which is right at the front of the body. And in traditional Buddhist practices, uh, the front of the body refers to two places. In many, many meditation practices, you actually focus all of your concentration and attention on the passage of the breath as it moves in and out of the nostrils. Uh, alternately, uh, there are other practices that focus on looking at the front of the belly wall. No matter how still or frozen people are, and we're going to be talking about stillness, uh, you know, probably at some length in this interview, because there's stillness and there's stillness. It can mean many, many different things. But even in very, very still and frozen bodies, there's still going to be some motion that can be detected uh, in the belly as it rises with the inhalation, as it falls with the exhalation. So like anybody else, that's where, you know, I, you know, started as well. I also brought to, you know, my, you know, interest in, you know, spiritual practices and meditation practices, a background in Western somatic practices. In my case, uh, I became very involved with uh, the teachings of Ida Rolf. I studied with her in the uh, 1970s. I was trained to do the hands-on work that many people know as Rolfing. And, you know, what's interesting about Rolfing is that it has essentially evolved in a direction that Ida Rolf didn't really want it to evolve in. It's become, you know, very much of a form of very, very effective and deep physiotherapy, she really uh, encouraged us not to move in that direction. She wanted us to explore a principle that she called the line, which was a condition of upright balance that would allow the entire body to start letting go. And when we let go in this way, she believed that that would stimulate and ignite what she called evolutionary energies in the body. So in a sense, the body work, the Western somatic work that I was, uh, you know, originally introduced to had a very, very profound, for lack of a better word, spiritual focus. So when I came into the practice of sitting meditation, it became very clear to me, oh, this is a practice of exploring what Dr. Rolf was referring to as the line. So I, you know, I brought that into my sitting practice, and that started changing everything. 
And, you know, to be honest, I did a lot of work with focusing the attention at the front of the body, but gradually it became very, very apparent to me that the practice is not just about isolating and observing this phenomenon of breath at one single location in the body, that we're wanting to open into the awareness of the whole. And I have been, frankly, obsessed uh, with that statement from the Satipatthana Sutta that it starts with locating and observing the breath at the front of the body. It then moves. The Buddha's shorthand is notice that the breath is long or, you know, long or short. And that's an indication to, you know, kind of literally take a step backwards, you know, into the mystery space of the body because that's where breath really occurs and start examining the subtle nuances, the shadings of breath. And then it culminates in this very curious expression, as you breathe in, breathe in through the whole body. As you breathe out, breathe out through the whole body. So that's ultimately where my practice developed into. Now, uh, there are some Buddhist schools that... That, that will speak about you know that uh, you know that consummation statement, but very 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 few of them. You know, even in the world of Dharma practice, very very few teachings uh, move to this notion of breathing through the whole body. And then over the years, as I said, I was just obsessed with this statement, trying to figure out on my own what it could possibly mean. Well, the only way you figure something like this out is through your own experience. So I kept working with. Uh, kindling an awareness of sensations that exist through the whole body, because how can we possibly breathe through the whole body if we don't feel it? We can talk about this in a second as well. And then what gradually became very apparent to me is that if we want to breathe through the whole body, the whole body needs to be enormously relaxed. And if the body is truly relaxed, breath then can be felt to cause subtle motion at virtually every joint in the body so that the body becomes almost like uh, uh, an amoeba. So that as you breathe in, there's movement through the whole body. As you breathe out, there's movement through the whole body. And this is, in a sense, how my journey uh, you know, that led to the writing of this book evolved. And what I, what I really kind of resonated with as I read your book when I started to see about noticing the breath on the front of the body was very much the discussions in regard to the brain. So many people have thought that the brain is just in the head and that all of our thinking capacity and all of our cognitive capacity is really right from there. But now science is starting to realize we have brain matter in our heart, we have brain matter in our gut and different things, and we we can literally think and feel uh, from those places as well and actually generate even more. So as I was reading through this, it only made sense that we're not just supposed to breathe from one area, but we're supposed to get a sense of our overall body and allow ourselves to allow the whole body to breathe. But to begin to do that, we have to discover it. And we have to start by what we are aware of because so many people are not aware of their bodies, not in touch with their bodies, and even more so not in touch with their breath. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, so you take something like, you know, Buddhist practice, you, w- you want to start from where we are. And, you know, the truth is that, you know, what I call the, the quality of consciousness that passes is normal in the world at large. You, you know, the consciousness that all of us 
uh, you know, participate in most of the time as we move about through life, it's a fair, it, it's a disembodied kind of consciousness. And what I'm getting at is that, uh, th- that, that quality of consciousness does not feel, it's not aware of body, and it's often, frankly, lost in thought. And the two of those are, in a sense, mutually exclusive. If we find that we're, you know, basically lost in thought, the inner monologue is going on and on and on and on, the thoughts, uh, the unbidden thoughts are, uh, you know, the parade of them, it just is unbroken. If you are lost in thought, you cannot be aware simultaneously of the literally sensational, meaning referring to sensations, the sensational presence of the body, that on every part, every single part of the body, down to the smallest cell, and we're probably talking even smaller than that, down to the level of subatomic particles, there is a tactile sensation of some variety or another, that even though these things are unimaginably small in size, they're oscillating at unimaginably rapid rates of vibratory frequency, we can still distinctly feel them as kind of a shimmer, little blips or, you know, pinpricks of, uh, of sensation. Uh, you, you know, listeners, uh, you know, to this program right now, you know, if you're not driving a car, I suppose, you can hold out a palm of the hand with the palm up. Uh, palms of hands are very easy places to feel and be aware of these sensations. Let's talk a little bit more about the feeling and the sensations after this commercial break, Will. Okay. Take food away from us and we can live for several months. Take water away from us and we can survive for several days. Cut off the life-sustaining oxygen in the air we breathe for even a few minutes and our body dies. Breathing in and breathing out. We need to learn how to breathe through the whole body. That is the title of the book. The Buddha's Instructions on Integrating Mind, Body, and Breath. Will Johnson is the author. Again, the title of the book is Breathing Through the Whole Body. You can find out more at www.embodiment.net. We'll be right back with Will Johnson. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V dot com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. We are talking about how stillness and meditation refers not to the rigid and frozen body, but to a quality of mind. Will Johnson examines the Buddha's own words at the core of Satipana Sutta. As you breathe in, breathe in through the whole body. As you breathe out, breathe out through the whole body. This is an instruction often overlooked in the majority of Buddhist schools. Exploring the Buddha's complete series of steps for deepening awareness of the breath, Will shows how to invite natural responsive movement back into the posture of meditation by extending breath awareness beyond the nostrils, lungs, and abdomen to the entire body, a practice that unifies the breath, the body, the mind into a single shared phenomenon. Welcome back, Will. We were talking about breathing and the breath and incorporating feeling into that, and that is that is a big part of what this book goes into and that is that as you're breathing and as you're, you're starting to discover that breath on the front of the body, that we're opening ourselves and letting go to feeling the body that we have, not just using this as a vehicle that we kind of take for granted, but we're literally starting to feel what's going on inside. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the basic premises of this practice. And as we were you know, starting to talk about right before the break, on every part of the body, there's a tactile sensation of some kind or other. Most of us, most of the time, are completely oblivious to the presence of this rich, feelingful, tactile, uh, you know, web. Uh, you know, simply by turning our attention back to the possibility of feeling sensation in the body, these sensations just seem to start cropping up. Uh, uh, you know, coming coming up to the surface more and more and more until you can get to a place where the whole body, from head to toe, leaving no part out, becomes a, a field phenomena of shimmery, wave-like, uh, you know, tactile presence. Now, the rekindling, uh, you know, of this awareness is critical to this practice of breathing through the whole body. And as I was suggesting, you know, the, the consciousness that passes as normal in our culture, it's a disembodied consciousness that pretty much, uh, you know, completely blocks out the awareness of this sensational field. So 
the first thing, uh, you know, one needs to do is, in a sense, resurrect that. Let, you know, literally bring that back to life. As I was saying, you know, we can't really breathe through the whole body if we can't, uh, you know, feel it. So that's, you know, certainly, you know, a place that we need, uh, you know, that we need to start focusing on. From that kind of foundation, then what we can do is to realize that, you know, if my body is to truly relax, is to truly relax, and, you know, one of the premises of meditation, or there, there is a, an 11th century uh, Tibetan text that says, you know, how to meditate, do nothing with the body but relax. So if we want our bodies to be relaxed, what we realize is that our bodies almost like a body of water, are being acted upon by the force of breath. Breath is with us our entire life. It's going to be here from our first inhale to our last exhale. We can talk a bit about how people, uh, you know, frankly inhibit that. But breath is our constant companion through life. And if my body is frozen, if my body is entirely still, you know, as though I'm trying to become like a stone uh, garden statue of the Buddha. What I'm doing, in a sense, is squelching or blocking off the current of the life force that, just like an amoeba, it wants to expand open through the whole body, through every joint in the body on the inhalation, wants to settle down again. There's motion uh, through every joint of the body. So those are the two critical factors for people who've perhaps started, you know, working with meditation practices, they've gotten to a place where they've, okay, they've been able to kindle an awareness, they've located, they've been able to observe and concentrate the mind on the breath at one of these one little isolated places on the body. Then naturally what wants to happen is a broader expansion, an opening throughout the whole body so that we start feeling and opening and, frankly, functioning from the whole, an integrated whole, not just from one part of the body or one aspect of the mind. Well, and I think a lot of people do have that challenge if they are beginning meditators or even if they've been long-term meditators. We've always been taught that you have to sit in that very still, upright position. The spine has to be straight. You're not supposed to move. Uh, if, if thoughts are going to come, you're, let, you're to let them flow through. And you say quite a few things. Number one, to allow a little bit of ease in the body because the breath does move the body and we are supposed to move. But also that thinking actually constricts our body. That when we think, we constrict uh, parts of the brain, that we constrict our neck, our head, different things like that. So when we're talking about stillness, stillness is not actually stillness from the movement standpoint. Stillness is more from the perspective of being present with the breath. Am I correct? Yeah, you are, and it's a paradox, uh, you know, this whole notion of stillness, because, you know, stillness is, you know, frankly presented as a value, uh, you know, within the meditative process, and indeed it is. What it's referring to, however, is that uh, calm, kind of still place that the, the chatter of the mind calms down, you know, the mind, the activity of the mind, uh, you know, becomes still to the point of cessation. The paradox about this, however, is that if we believe that to gen generate, 
this quality of stillness in the mind, we have to freeze the body so still that it doesn't move. We, in a sense, just create an obstacle to the manifestation of that inner stillness. Stillness of the mind in itself depends on a quality of resilient, amoeba-like motion in the body. That if we freeze the body, uh, paradoxically what we're doing is, well, through the bringing of that tension into the tissues of the body and, you know, into the nervous system, certainly, what we're doing, that physical holding still in the body is one of the generators of the internal monologue of the mind, the thoughts that just keep coming and coming and coming, that frankly, you know, meditation practices want us to, uh, you know, hopefully uh, dissolve, at least to disidentify with. And it's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful experience. And, and, and look, at it, it's not just for beginning meditators, for long, long-term meditators, to have the experience of suddenly Everything in the body, just like a, a piece of wood that's floating on ocean waves. You know, it goes up the uh, trough of a wave on the inhalation. You can feel that through the whole body. You settle down on the other side. You keep this constant, subtle motion uh, occurring, and you don't have to force this motion. It's natural, allowing, surrendered motion. You do that, and almost magically for many people, it's like the plug gets pulled on the mind. And the thought process simply becomes very, very still, calmer, and almost comes to cessation. So as we sit down in a quiet place, Will, and we, we, we then are to give ourselves some time to let the body adjust, to get comfortable, to get to a place of relaxation and ease, um, it's, it's not meant to be a situation where we just determine, okay, I'm going to go sit and meditate right now. I have to get quiet. This is also a process, an unfolding that's supposed to take place. Yeah, ab- absolutely, and it is a, you know, very much of a process, and as you know, I often say, this is not fast food therapy. You know, when we you know, enter into you know, a, a, an act of meditation, yeah, we, it, we, it's helpful to have a place in your home where you're not going to be disturbed, that it's you know, relatively quieter in there, right? And we go and we sit down. Now, the Buddha also says, sit with a upright and straight spine. Now, that's an interesting instruction because really what we're wanting to do is be relaxed. In many countries, uh, in Southeast Asia, for example, the most common posture of meditation, it's very relaxed, but it's very, very collapsed. Uh, You know, the head is hanging forward, uh, the front of the body is shortened, it's collapsed down. Unfortunately, that blocks the current of the life force from being able to flow freely through the body. And you're also going to have a great deal of holding at the tissue level of the body that's not going to allow the kind of natural, spontaneous, resilient, amoeba-like motions that I was referring to that occur in response to the breath. It doesn't allow those to happen. You can get other schools of uh, sitting meditation that force you to sit up ramrod straight, almost like uh, an army sergeant standing at attention. And those, unfortunately, also bring way too much tension into the body so that that responsive motion uh, cannot occur. The Buddha does say sit with an upright spine. What's fascinating about that, and this really just cycles back to my uh, you know, original uh, understandings through my you know, work with uh, you know, Ida Rolf. You know, the work of Rolfing really was to 
stand up straight. But the whole purpose of that had nothing to do with aesthetics or grace or a, a bearing. The whole purpose of being able to bring the body into a condition of upright balance is that that body can let go. That body can relax. That body can drop its tensions, literally surrender the weight of itself to the pull of gravity, and that's what's, what relaxation is, to relax and surrender in this way without toppling over. If you don't have that quality of uprightness, you can't let go and you can't relax because if you, you did, you'd simply fall over, right? So, it, you know, the uprightness is important because it allows us to relax and then breath by breath, feeling the entire body, uh, allowing, in a sense, every joint in the body to move in response to the breath. That's what allows relaxation to continue. And then it is a process, breath by breath, minute by minute, uh, over a course of however long you're able to sit, be it a simple morning practice, uh, 15 minutes, a half an hour, an hour, uh, going into long retreat, you know, when and if you can. That you can go, you can do these practices for weeks, and they just take you deeper. And that's how the process seems to work. And the breath is all about letting go. But what does breathing through the whole body actually mean? And how can we possibly breathe, not just with the organs of respiration, like the nose and the mouth and the trachea, the bronchia and the lungs, uh, but also with the conscious participation of the entire body. And how and why does breathing in that way involve the entire body have such a potent transformational effect on consciousness itself? These yeah. are the questions that this little uh, book will attempt to answer. The title of the book is Breathing Through the Whole Body, The Buddha's Instructions on Integrating Mind, Body, and Breath. Author Will Johnson takes you through the course of your body, the koan of breathing, understanding how to feel presence, how to draw down, how to rock the pelvis, how to breathe in the six directions, how to calm the body. As we get back into the show after this commercial break, we'll talk a little bit more about some of these practices and how to draw that breath down into the body. You can connect with Will Johnson at www.embodiment.net. We'll be right back. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaim TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 
1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. Discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. I definitely want you to take advantage of connecting to 1111 Magazine. It is gifted to humanity freely. You can access current and all archive issues. It's a wonderful opportunity to access content-rich information that is specifically focused for your own personal growth. It is literally self-coaching inside of a magazine, and the articles are in-depth. They're beautiful. There are writers from all over the world, and they share their wisdom through this amazing, amazing vehicle. So definitely go to 1111mag.com and access your issues as often as you'd like. Uh, They are gifted to you just for that purpose. My guest today is Will Johnson, and we are discussing his book, Breathing Through the Whole Body. The Buddha's instructions on integrating mind, body, and breath. The body is just space and vibration, but you can only experience this when you're deeply relaxed. And when you do experience this bodily state, what happens? Where do you go? And what is it that replaces you of the tension when real relaxation supplants the holding and resistance of imbalance? Can you let go of the eye of the personality and go deeper and discover what's really there? That's what we're talking about today with Will. Welcome back, Will. Let's talk a little bit about that. As we're stepping into that breath and we're moving along as we go forward, we do start to let go. And then all of a sudden, that I that we thought we were, we're not actually that person or personality, are we? No. And, you know, mostly what we do is we identify so closely to the speaker of the internal monologue of the mind. You know, we all have the same name for the speaker of the thoughts in our mind. We all call ourselves I. Uh, It's simply an identification with the thought process. What starts happening when the body is truly able to let go, when you're in, we've been able to bring the body to a highly balanced place that can let go, that can relax, and then suddenly you realize that everything is so subtly moving, it's as though that quality of mind that we ordinarily think of as I, it just simply starts dissolving away. It simply is not as substantial as we ordinarily would like to believe it is. And, you know, the word that you mentioned, uh, you know, in the introduction to this segment, uh, to discover, all of these practices, they're practices of self-discovery. You know, it's not as though someone is telling us what to experience and what we're supposed to do and what we're supposed to learn. We simply want to sit down Find a way to sit that's relatively upright, 
but completely relaxed. And that's a, that's a paradox, because usually we think of one or the other, but it's kind of like a body-oriented koan. How can you sit, how can you stand in a condition that's absolutely as tall as you possibly can be, but is also as relaxed as you possibly can be? And if you're able to do that, that really allows this process of letting go to begin. And one of the things that lets go is this rigid hold that occurs, and we can actually feel it as physical tension in the mind when we're very much identified with this notion that who I am is this entity named I that somehow, I guess, poured into this body, you know, like what, like milk into a container. And this is the attitude. It really is the fundamental basis for, again, what I call quality of consciousness that passes as normal in the world at large. There's nothing wrong with this. It's just very, very limited. And for those of us who've been fortunate enough to be attracted to, you know, practices that allow some of that rigidity to let go, to dissolve, to relax, you know, we find that there's something quite different that exists underneath that level of the egoic consciousness. Your chapter six is titled Letting Go, and I love the first paragraph, which is the primary action of meditation is not really an action at all. It is less something that we do than something that we undo. It is more of a relaxing and allowing, a yielding to, a letting go of the health patterns of tension and contraction that keep us confined in bodies that cry out for release and minds that get stuck in thought. Very powerful paragraph. Yeah, and, you know, that is really a good basis for how to approach the practice. And, you know, it's also interesting because so many things that we do, so many practices that we get involved in, so many activities that we want to learn, we're given instructions, do this, step one, step two, do this. And, you know, all of that is 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 good insofar as it goes, but ultimately, in terms of a process of discovery, what we're wanting to do is to learn how to let go, to let go of this contraction, this frozen holding that enters into all of us, frankly, and that enables us to function within, again, this phrase, the quality of consciousness that passes as normal in the world at large. It's a very held consciousness, that holding in the body, the contraction, uh, through the tensions of the body, through the patterns of the mind. You know, literally, that's what we want to let go of. And, and, and letting go is, is just that, letting go. You can't force it. And, it, you know, it gets tricky, too, because what we're talking about, in a sense, is a practice of surrender and letting go. Well, you need enough instructions to know how to maybe work with that and how to start discovering what letting go is on your own. You don't want too many instructions, though, or, or they'll just get in the way. But, you know, very much I do view this entire process as a, uh, a, you know, a passage, a gradual passage, breath by breath, letting go. What am I holding on to? Uh, there's a thought there. Where's the holding in the body that is supporting that thought? I can let go of that. Where am I holding? Where am I resisting the breath? I can let go of that. So continuing breath by breath to keep on you know, letting go and then allowing what's been concealed underneath this holding pattern 
right? Now, well, that, and that's not the thinking place. That's not the breathing and thinking that through. That's just the breathing and sensing it and then allowing the release of the body, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, none of this has to do with the thinking mind, except we use the thinking mind to, uh, you know, direct us just to sit down on our cushion and to begin the, you know, begin the practice. Again, there's nothing wrong with the thinking mind. It's just that it's a superficial dimension to ourself. And so many people on the planet today are in touch with, there's something more, there's something deeper here. How do I grasp it? How do I get in touch with that? How do I let it emerge? And it's not by striving to attain something heroic and maintaining it. It's about letting go, undoing the constant holding and contraction that we've, uh, you know, developed in our system, you know, to allow that literally to dismantle itself, to relax it down, and then just sit back and experience what emerges to take its place. So as we are focused on the front of the body with the breath and we get comfortable in that space and we're noticing the nostril and we're noticing it going inside, then you write that we take a step back. So now we're going to go a deeper layer into the body and start to notice where the breath is touching or what is the next step after noticing the front of the body? Well, you know, the Buddha really spoke in kind of a shorthand, and certainly in this in this Sutta. And his shorthand that is to say, uh, next, just notice that the breath is long or short. And you know, for me, that's an indication to really start examining, uh, you, you know, more of the breath, much more closely. So it's not just the touch of the breath at the nostrils or the uh, the change of cool air coming in and warm air coming out. Uh, is it is it a long kind of breath? Is it is it short? Is it is it tense? Is it relaxed? You know, what does it feel like? Breath comes through the nostrils. It comes down, you know, th- you know, through and into uh, uh, you know the lungs. We can actually become aware of this. We become much more aware of the subtle shadings, the nuances of breathing, more than just at the touch of the breath. So this would be. An intermediate step, starting at the front of the body, then, you know, as you're suggesting, yeah, taking a literal step backwards into the mystery space of the body. That's, again, as I said, that's where the activity of breath occurs. And when we start doing that, as we start paying more and more attention in this way to the whole of the, what might be called the length of the breath, gradually we're inevitably led to an awareness of how breath moves through and affects every little part of the body. And, you know, an image that I use and that always has meant a lot to me, we know how the force in the ocean causes waves to form and move effortlessly through the body of water. Well, what I'm suggesting is a quality of breath that does the same thing through the body that incidentally is 70% water anyway, right? And what we can do, we can let go in such a way so that the holding quality, the tensing that doesn't allow movement to occur in different parts of the body, we can allow that to let go. And lo and behold, what we feel is that breath can be felt to billow and move and influence every single part of the body. My guest today is Will Johnson, and the book is entitled Breathing Through the Whole Body. 
showing how the flow of breath is directly affected by chronic tensions in the body and in the mind, Will Johnson explains that when breath starts flowing through more and more of the body, it becomes a direct agent of healing, massaging and melting any areas of tension it touches and moves through, whether physical or emotional. By breathing through the whole body in accordance with the Buddha's instructions on breath, the body becomes much more comfortable, the mind starts resolving its addiction to thinking, and meditative practice deepens much more rapidly, allowing the teachings of the Buddha to be directly glimpsed and revealed. Will Johnson is the founder and director of the Institute for Embodiment Training. You can connect with him at www.embodiment.net. We'll be right back with Will Johnson. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V dot com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Every breath you take offers you a clear choice. Either you let go, surrender to, and cooperate with the force of the breath, or you brace yourself to resist it. We've all learned how to restrict the breath, how to keep it and ourselves held back and contained. Bringing the attitudes of relaxation and letting go into your meditation practice invites the emotions of breath back into more and more of the body. This is what my guest, Will Johnson, discusses in his book, Breathing Through the Whole Body. You can connect with him at www.embodiment.net, and you can also find out 
more about some of his other books, The Posture of Meditation, The Spiritual Practices of Rumi, among others. So definitely connect with him and find out more along with getting your copy of Breathing Through the Whole Body. Uh, Welcome back, Will. I'd like to get into a little bit of um, drawing down where the weight of the body, you start to feel that heaviness or you start to feel as if you're wanting to drop further into the body as you continue this meditation practice. Talk a little bit about that and then how this continues forward. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, this notion of drawing down essentially reflects what we were talking about before the break, this quality of letting go. When one lets go and relaxes, one can actually feel that as a kind of a surrender of the weight of the body to the pull of gravity. And it, it, it really relaxation is no more or less complicated than doing just that, dropping the weight of the body, which involves a kind of a drying down. Now, if we're able to have a reasonable amount of, uh, of our brightness in our, you know, in our sitting posture, we can do that without toppling over. And then what you start feeling is that there is, uh, at the onset of inhalation, there can be a sudden surrender of the weight of the body to the pull of gravity, and immediately that draws the breath down, down through the nostrils, down into through the lungs. And of course, because uh, you know how we breathe, it's initiated primarily by this uh, you know large you know muscle, the diaphragm. The contraction of that muscle gets spread through the tissues of the body, and this drawing down quality on the inhalation can be felt to spread then, you know, through the, enti- you know, the entire body. You know, uh, it, you know, it's interesting, Simran, we hear so much about uh, liberation in, uh, you know, spiritual circles. People are wanting liberation, liberation from, uh, you know, I guess, uh, uh, you know, the quality of the mind that feels like, uh, like it hampers us or, hold, or holds us in, or we want to have a liberate, you know, to be liberated beings. Uh, you know, for me, uh, it's more than enough or uh, certainly a place to start. Let's just talk about liberating the breath from its imprisonment in this unnecessarily held and inert flesh. So when we start doing that, this quality of liberation that most people are referring to that has to do with consciousness, this happens, uh, you know, spontaneously on its own. So sitting in meditation or sitting at your desk, if you want to practice this, at first, it can be just a simple uh, awareness of, okay, I can ah, relax the weight of the body on the inhalation and everything spontaneously, the air just gets drawn down deep, 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 all through the entire body. And then we just let go on the exhalation and draw down again, keep on drawing down on the next, uh, the next inhalation. But that can be a helpful guide for people getting started with this kind of practice. And you talk about the breath being just the means, that the real goal of the practice is experience, and ultimately we really are here as experience experiencing itself. Speak about just really understanding that breath is the means to get to that place of embodying experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and it, 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 you know, I'm really glad you, you, know, you brought that up right here at the end of our uh, talk, because... This is not trying to create or manufacture or perfect a, you know, a breath as though we were, you know, doing an athletic event or something. 
The practice is really to let go, to surrender one breath to the next to the next. Inevitably, if you do this, you're going to get to a place where body is much more motile. It's moving. It's almost uh, floating on the breath. And you're going to have this quality of breathing through the whole body. But one breath to the next, it may be very, very different. And as different layers get revealed, you may have a very flowing, smooth breath one moment, and then suddenly everything gets caught up again. And you sit with that, sit with that, accept it, let go, surrender. And then it lets go. Breath draws down again, and it starts, you know, it starts moving again. So this is truly a surrender process, not a process of trying to perfect uh, a kind of skill set. Well, what's the ultimate purpose of meditation? You know, for me, the ultimate purpose of meditation is simply to get, get in touch with that place of being that feels genuinely authentic. And when the bottom line is that when I'm in touch with that place, uh, you know, that manifests through this body, I'm happy there. And when I'm out of sync with that, if I'm hovering around the edges and I'll get, just like anybody else, you get jacked up into the thought process of the mind, there's something about that that feels unstable, that feels out of sorts, that feels out of kilter. You know, the Buddha would just simply say, all that he's doing, this is a way to help us come out of some of the pain and suffering that otherwise are going to be our daily bread in life. Ordinarily, your mind rules the roost and your breath and body stumble along behind like children trying to catch up to an impatient parent. How different would it be if you gave your breath and body precedence and let your mind align itself with them? And how different still if you could integrate all three elements, mind, body, and breath, into coordinated merging so that they function in concert as a more unified phenomenon? It would be like lining up the three numbers on a padlock so that they slide right open. I urge you to connect with Will Johnson at www.embodiment.net. Access your copy of Breathing Through the Whole Body, the Brutus Instructions on Integrating Mind, Body, and Breath, and allow yourself to understand more of an easy, gentle, relaxed way to get into meditation so that you're not confining yourself with a lot of the the dogma or the constructs that meditation in the past has been ruled by. Allow yourself to access this and step into your own practice so that you can get to know yourself more and more and experience the truth of who you are. My guest next week will be John Von Brashler, and I'm looking forward to having him in. Also, we've just launched our Matrix Coaching online program, so definitely take a look at that. You can go to www.1111mastermind.com. It's a powerful program with many modules that truly allow individuals to break the barriers on what's limiting them in their lives. So take a look at that and see if it's for you, and we'd be happy to have you on board. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you so much, Will Johnson. Thank you. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.
these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.